James Harden continues to sit out Sixers preseason games, and there's continued buzz that he'll force a trade soon. But is Miami a real possibility? We debate the pros and cons of a Harden deal and bring you the latest news from the Heat locker room as Miami gears up for their matchup with Houston. Who's in? Who's out? We let you know on today's episode of Locked on Heat. You are locked on Heat. Your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, welcome to Locked On Heat, your daily podcast on the Miami Heat. I'm Wes Goldberg. Joining me as always, David Ramil. However, you're tuning in on YouTube, Odyssey, your favorite podcast app. Thanks so much for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. We'll tell you why the Heat's preseason finale tonight could be their most important game of the preseason in a little bit. But I want to start today with your favorite subject, David, James mm-hmm. Harden. There's a lot going on in James Harden world this week. He's not reporting to the 76ers. He's holding out of preseason games. He still wants to get traded to the Clippers. The Clippers are still not budging because they don't want to negotiate against themselves. But what if I told you, David, that the Heat could pull a Milwaukee Bucks and swoop in and get James Harden right from under the Clippers' nose. I know, like, I already know where you stand on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't want Harden, and for the record, I think you're on the you're probably on the right side of history on this one. But the more I think about it, the more it makes sense to me. The more a James Harden Miami Heat marriage out of convenience, at least for a year, makes sense to me. So I thought I could spend some time here to try to convince you to come to the dark side. What do you think? Do you think I have a chance? <laughs> Yeah. This is all born, full disclosure here, this is all born out of a heated discussion in the media workroom yesterday at the uh, Detroit, uh, sorry, the Brooklyn Nets preseason game matchup versus Miami. And we were all talking with some other reporters about the uh, James Harden possibility. And it's just grown and grown and grown. And here we are, less than a day later, talking about the possibility. Do I think there's a chance? I think I could be swayed. I don't think the Miami Heat are going to be swayed. I'll okay. save that for the next segment. Um, that's fair. That is totally fair. And again, you're probably right on all of that. But um, look, this is you mentioned how we're talking about this over and over and over again, talking about it last night. And now we're talking about it, like you said, not even a full 24 hours later. I can't shake it, David. I just keep I thinking Harden about fever. James Harden. I, I've never thought about James Harden this much in my basketball life. And, and you know, I wrote this column for All You Can Heat three weeks ago saying that the Heat and Harden need each other. And the more I think about that, and the more I revisit the subject, the more I'm more convinced in my own argument. It just makes more sense. And part of the reason is what I've seen this preseason, right? These last couple of weeks. From what I've seen in the preseason from the Heat, I really think it makes even more sense for the Heat to go out and try to acquire James Harden. So the first thing, and and the reason I say that is because I don't know that they have a clear answer at point guard. Um, I think finding out who was going to start at point guard for the Heat, right? Was it Kyle Lowry? Was it Josh Richardson? Like, what were the options there? We really haven't seen a whole lot of Kyle Lowry. We really haven't seen a whole lot of Josh Richardson running point. Um, and he, he's currently out with a with a foot injury um, that we'll, we'll revisit later on. But I don't know that they have a great answer there. And and it's been pretty clear that they don't want Tyler Hero running that first unit. They want, you know, him running that second unit with Thomas Bryant and pick and rolls and stuff like that. They're very comfortable with that, but they also want him off the ball some. So I think that they could use James Harden just to, or I should say this, they could use a high level point guard just to uh, point the offense in, in some sort of direction here. 
and James Harden is at least available. They tried to get Damian Lillard. That didn't work. They kind of tried to get Drew Holiday. That obviously didn't work. So Harden's the next guy. So there's no point guard. And the basketball fit, and then after this, I'll, I'll throw it back to you to see if I've convinced you yet. The basketball fit is perfect. It is, like, just ignore everything off the court for just a second here. What the Heat need on the court is exactly what James Harden is. For the last two years, he's a walking 20 and 10. He led the league in assists last year. So many people are quick to say he's not the MVP anymore. He's 34 years old. He's not what he was in 2018. I agree. He's not. Okay, cool. Great point, guy. He's still a really good player. He was arguably an all-star last year. Probably should have been an all-star last year. He even got some all-NBA votes last year. He's a really good player. Uh, like I said, a walking 21 and 10, that's all you really need for this offense because you've got Jim, you've got Bam. If you could still keep, if you would have to keep Tyler Hero in any sort of James Harden deal. So you've got all this other scoring still on the roster. And overnight, when he joined the Philadelphia 76ers, he formed an elite pick and roll partnership with Joel Embiid despite very limited time together. Um, I think you could basically copy and paste that with Bam Adebayo. Bam is the best screener in the NBA. He's a terrific roller. He has that midi 15-foot jumper, not quite to the level of Joel Embiid, but it's there. It's a real weapon that Bam has. Like, you could basically reconstruct that overnight. You could just build that right now and, and have it ready to go for this regular season. He's an innings eater. He's super durable. Um, and I think all those things are things that Miami needs. And my last point on the basketball fit is Miami's half-court offense has been terrible. You and I talked about Miami's watchability yesterday, David. And we mm -hmm. recognize, like, this is not a team that scores a lot of points. It just always feels like they are struggling on every single possession to get a quality look at the basket. James Harden does that, man. Like, he just gets you quality looks. And when all the pick-and-roll stuff and all that other stuff breaks down, he's not the MVP way he was in isolation, but he's still darn good. He was in the 84th percentile last year in isolation scoring. The, there's only one player in the league who scored more points per possession on the same volume of isolations uh, last season, and that's Luka Doncic, who is the best isolation scorer in the game right now. So Harden is still elite as an isolation scorer. He's just not all-timer the way that he was five years ago. So um, that's my that's my case for now in terms of basketball fit. Have I convinced you yet? No. Uh, Jimmy Butler, uh, you know, just to add to that, Jimmy Butler said that the uh, most difficult player in the league to guard was James Harden. That was a couple of years ago, and I think mm. probably – might still be a factor. Like, I don't know about the, the level of the relationship or whatnot, but I, I think there's certainly a mutual respect for each other. And I, I can recognize my problem or my concern when it comes to James Harden isn't the, oh, he's washed argument, one which I find stupid when it comes to any player because even at 38, 39, these guys are still incredibly good athletes and, and very still good players, just maybe not to the level that we're accustomed to as fans and media. But I don't think he's, I don't think he's, you know, a poor player by any stretch of the imagination. He was still very good last season, as you've laid out. He's still very effective. But there are concerns regarding who he is as a person, as a player, his motivation. And you keep saying this, and you said this a number of times, the durability. He's, he was not durable last year. He was not durable the year before that. The year before that was the, the post uh, Orlando bubble season, and I don't. He played only 44 games out of a possible what was it, 62 games? I don't even remember how long that season was. But he's had some durability issues, and and I maybe it's just the beginnings of the end in terms of like his his overall physical health and endurance and stuff like that. But I think with this team looking at 
the finals and a championship as the goal. He played. I don't know how much more last helped. year. So, I mean, out of eighty-two. Out of eighty-two, sure, he played sixty-five games between Brooklyn and Philadelphia the year before that. Some of that was holding out. He, you know, he, and then the the one real year that he had a, a, an injury concern was the first quarter, the first year in Brooklyn. That was the like the only major injury he's really ever had. Um, he only played 44 games total that year, and it was a shortened season. Uh, I think that was one of the 72 game seasons. He played eight games for Houston, but he was holding out for part of it. Um, but uh, yeah, I, look, it hasn't been. It's hard to parse. Okay, was he like holding out or was he hurt? Right. I think there was one year, the, the first year in Brooklyn, that he actually had that real injury, uh, and then he was holding out from Brooklyn, and then he had a little bit. Uh, and then, he, like I said, but he still played 65 games two years ago and then just 58 games a year before that or last season. But still, like 65 games, that's about what star players just play now, whether or not they're healthy or not. Yeah, maybe. I mean, that's not what Bam does. Like Bam was hurt last year and he missed some time. But I think that's not I don't think that's what Heat fans and certainly not what the Heat front office is hoping for. Like, oh, let's take on this very expensive rental that might be a huge question mark on and off the court and see if he could chip in for maybe 50 to 60 games. Like, that's not a huge selling point, and certainly not something that I think they would want to yeah. entertain. Like uh, I, Again, full disclosure, as we're having this conversation, there is reporting that the Heat front office just doesn't give a damn. Maybe they could change course. We've seen it before. But in terms of, like, their level of interest in James Harden, it is right now at zero. That's fair. I think it should be higher than zero. Um, I've got a few more points that I want to lay out here, uh, coming up and then we'll, you get, we can do the full case against it. We'll give both sides. We'll do the whole thing. We'll do that next right. year on lockdown heat. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book right now. New customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, that's $200 in bonus bets, whether you win or lose. You've been thinking about joining FanDuel, so now there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. You can win. It's just that easy. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Can we now talk about over-unders? Yes, let's do it. FanDuel still has the the, the Heat's win-loss uh, total at 44.5 wins. I mean – that's an easy over, man. Like, I, I think they're going to go over that pretty easy. I mean, yeah, you, the injury thing is always a concern. But, like, I think the no, Heat are I deeper. Think. I think based on what we've seen this preseason, I think they're talented. Bam Adebayo is coming out strong. I think he he's ready for the regular season right now. I yeah. love the Heat over that 44 and a half. I just think people are too – like, they get too in the weeds about, like, oh, they didn't get Damian Lillard. They didn't make the big move. But this is a good team. They lost Gabe Vincent. They lost yeah. Gabe Vincent. The 44 and a half is not that high. They, they, they've won an average of about 48 wins. Uh, they were on pace for 48 wins every season that Jimmy Butler has been here. So 44 and a half, go over, go over on that. Yeah, Put it on FanDuel. There you go. Go visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. Make, maybe make a little wager on the NBA mm -hmm. as well. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Thanks for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. Every day is make sure you check out the podcast feed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any other podcast app that you use for our exclusive bite-sized audio-only interview with Jamal Kane, who talked about uh, his goal of making the 15-man roster and what he feels like has been a very successful preseason. And David, I think everybody agrees it has been a very impressive preseason for Jamal Kane. So you can make sure that you are uh, checking that out uh, again, audio only podcast apps, pod, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get them. 
Can I throw in a quick aside before we get back into the Harden discussion? Of course. Two things. One, I can understand why the podcast audience has, you know, turned to YouTube considering, I mean, look at this. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can tell right now. I mean, like, yeah. you know, 10,000 subscribers, no duh, I get it. Like, I'm a little surprised it's only at 10,000. But that's one. Secondly, I just, I, I am so frustrated South Florida being South Florida. Can we please go back to the idea that maybe using turn signals is okay? Not only is it the legal thing to do, but can we actually just start using them again? Like, Wait, I what does this have to do with podcasts? It has absolutely nothing to do oh, with podcasts. Okay. I've been thinking about it all day. Thing. Yeah, okay. I, I, I've been thinking about it all day, and I've got this incredible platform to be able to talk to True. hundreds, if not millions of people in South Florida that are listening to this show. Can we please use turn signals, please? That's it. That's all I'm asking. I understand you're trying to distract from James Harden, but it's not going to work. We're going right back to it. Um okay. <laughs> I cut somebody off today on my way back from the arena. I didn't. I did not feel good about it. Did you uh, use your turn signal though? No, I didn't. Of course. There you go. Welcome. To I Miami, usually do. Baby. I'm usually pretty good at it. I'm usually pretty good at it. Um. So. Um. <laughs> now you got me thinking about turn signals. All right. I want to just like, again going back to what this preseason has shown me and why I think the Heat need to trade for James Harden even more. Okay. I think there's a lot of guys we were just talking about uh, in that FanDuel uh, bit there. The Heat are deeper. They're better than they were last year. And we think that they're going to go over that win total of 44 and a half games. Um, part of that is because they're so deep. Part of that is based on what we've seen from Haywood Highsmith. Jamal Kane, again, who we talked to uh, in the on the podcast there. Um, Jaime Hakez Jr. hurt right now, yep. but we think he can contribute right away. And so do the Heat, by the way. Yep. There's going to be a need for a consolidation trade at some point, probably this season, right? Um you could argue that they kind of need that right now, even. And That's maybe fair. it's not for James Harden, but it's just a consolidation trade in general where you, to, to free up some playing room. I, it, If I could frame it this way for you, would you rather have one year of Kyle Lowry and Caleb Martin, considering that Lowry's gone after this year anyway on expiring contract? Caleb Martin, it's going to be really tough to re-sign him. Probably not going to be able to do it without getting into the weeds of the CBA and all this stuff. It's sort of like the Bruce Brown situation with Denver. They can only give him a certain amount of raises. He's probably going to have to take another separate deal somewhere else. So if if you're already kind of resigned to the fact that Lowry's gone, Caleb Martin's gone after the year, this is the last year they're going to be in Miami, would you rather have one year of Kyle Lowry and Caleb Martin or one year of James Harden? Because James Harden is on an expiring contract. And by the way, I think that's probably what it would cost. We can get into the cost a little bit later, but if it's Lowry and Caleb, I think that's a home run for Philadelphia. If I'm the Sixers, I do that right away. Uh, Caleb Martin could start for them potentially. Like he's that good and he's the exact kind of player they need. And Kyle Lowry from Philly, veteran kind of locker room guy, the opposite sort of culture influences James Harden can kind of take Tyrese Maxey under his wing, all that stuff. Um, If, it w- I, if I could I've, frame I- it that way, that's how I would frame it. One year of Lowry and Caleb versus one year of James Harden. I think that's a win for Philadelphia, certainly. I think uh, the Sixers would be – I think they would be foolish not to take on that deal, especially given the real buzz growing around Joel Embiid and the possibility that he might request a trade if things continue to go south in Philadelphia, which it looks like they might. And uh, if Max is that I, and, dude, right? If everybody – Daryl Moore keeps yeah. telling everybody that's going to listen. Daryl uh, uh, Tyrese Max is a star. Okay, let him play. Let him be your star. It, I, I, it does make a lot of sense. Uh, I'm not so sure that it is a, a that it is as appealing to Miami as you make it seem like it, that framework of one year of Caleb and Lowry versus one year of Harden. Like if you're going to lose Caleb anyway, 
then I I would think you, most Heat fans in the Heat front office certainly would want to keep the Eastern Conference most valuable player, one of the guys who really did an incredible job throughout the playoffs for Miami. And given everything that he's contributed over the last couple of seasons, I think they would prefer keeping him even over whatever version of Harden you may be getting potentially. So I, even that's the just way my that th- Haywood and, and, and Jamal Kane have played lately. Like there's not an argument to be made that, Hey, we can actually afford to, to lose Caleb Martin as great as he's been. And you know me, I love Caleb Martin. We've talked to him a hundred times yeah. on this podcast. He's one of my favorite players on the team, but just from a cold hearted perspective, like when you look at this roster and you see the emergence of Haywood Highsmith and Jamal Kane, there's an argument to be made here. And not to mention Hakas that, Maybe you don't even need Caleb Martin. Maybe it's a little bit superfluous. Maybe you actually owe it to these other guys to, to create some some playing time. So would it the better, smarter move for a front office that has been criticized a lot lately to trade Caleb, a guy who's going to be walking anyway, for an actual quote-unquote asset, whether that's a young player or another guard or something else, or a pick that they could use in order for their next pursuit of whatever superstar becomes available? Isn't that the better move then? You know, if you're going to lose, if you're going to get nothing out of the deal one way or the other, you got, you know, eight months of James Harden or eight months of Caleb and Kyle, and that's it. There is no 2024 doesn't matter because neither of them, either of those players are going to be on the team, you know, neither Lowry or, or Martin. That's fair. So I I, I just don't, I, I could see the trade being like in February, fans are going to say, look, to your point, Haywood Highsmith has shown up. He could be a starter. He could be that sixth man. He could be that guy who provides that wing defense and everything else that we've come to expect from Caleb Martin. Go ahead and trade Caleb now. Get a second rounder, a first rounder. Who knows what you might be able to get. Trade him Mm -hmm. to a contender that really needs him. It's something worth kicking the can on down the road to see what happens in February rather than doing it now for a James Harden that might not want to be here. And I think that's the thing that we have to consider is that, you know, I, I don't know what James Harden's going to do. So I'm, I'm going to respond to you now because I think you've laid out a great case. And, and a lot of it makes sense, you know, from Miami's perspective, well, from Philadelphia's perspective. You got another. You got I another, got one more uh, thing. I just I have okay. one more thing. And you're, you're totally right on all the thing on everything you just said. And in terms of Caleb Martin, if the Heat are whatever, 10 games, eight games under 500 by the trade deadline. Yes. Explore trading Caleb Morton, explore trading everybody that's unexpired. Heck, you might have to explore trading Haywood Highsmith because he's a restricted free agent. Like you never, he lifer. You have to, you do have, it's worth exploring all that stuff. But wow. I would say, I would, I, I think it's sort of a no brainer. If you have to pick eight months of one or the other that you would get James Harden. Cause I would just ask this, that trio of Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo and James Harden. That is up there. I mean, is that not better than Boston's trio? I put that. I put that over Boston's trio of of no, Kane, no way, no Jamal way, baby. Boston, Boston's not trio. They're starting six is the best in the league. What are you talking about? Get it would the hell be, out of it here. would be deeper than Milwaukee. You want to talk about starting the, the starting six seven? Like you're losing Lowry and Caleb, and you're replacing Caleb with Hayward Iceman, Jamal Kane, Hawkes. You're replacing Kyle Lowry with James Harden. Like you're still just as deep as you were before. I. The reason you do all of that and and not and not do the trade for Caleb for some future assets and stuff is because what else are you doing if you're the Heat? You have Jimmy Butler who's 34 years old. Bam Adebayo is ready to be an anchor of a championship team right now at 26 years old. I am kind of sick of the Heat kicking the can down the road, waiting for the other better superstar trade to happen or to emerge, where all this stuff keeps showing up on their lap. But Damian, like Bradley Beal had the no trade clause, wasn't good enough. Damian Lillard, perfect culture fit, but they didn't want the contract and everything that went with Portland and all the, the stuff that went with there. They couldn't pull that one off. Now you've got James Harden, who, granted, not a culture fit at all, but is on a one-year contract and could be had for the cheap 
I'm just like, okay, you're never like they keep waiting for this perfect all-star trade to happen. And it's just not going to happen. You're not getting Jimmy Butler, a perfect culture fit for Josh Richardson and a couple of first round picks anymore. You just can't keep holding out for that. And I just I don't know that, that you, I, you owe it to Jimmy and Bam to just go for it. I, you know, I don't think that I, I will say this, the, the hardened off the court stuff, I think is vastly overblown. Like it's, you know, fun or entertaining at least to entertain, you know, to entertain the idea of him going to clubs and hanging out with whatever, you know, rappers or whatever at at all times at night and not showing up with his fat suit on that. that, These all make for great stories that we're trying to create here. I think when he shows up, he's in great shape. He's always a player and he always productive. He's productive to your point. So I'm not even that concerned about those off the court things. I just don't want him to throw a hissy fit at some point when he doesn't get his way. And I feel like that's something that is bound to happen. Again, what Dame, when people discuss the Dame Lillard trade possibility, oh, if he doesn't get traded to Miami, maybe he'll sit out. And everybody was like, no, no, Dame's not that guy. He's a trooper. He's a worker. Right. He'll play whether he gets traded to Brooklyn or you can't say that. Yeah, you can't say that about James Harden. Like, there hasn't been a team that James Harden has been on that he hasn't said, no, I'm, I'm sitting out until I get what I want. Just get him a, so, just, just get him a punch card to Tootsies and call it a day. He'll be fa- he'll be fine. That's not enough. That's not enough. I don't think, you know, he's any special VIP exclusive deal. I don't even know what that might be. A limited champagne room access, whatever that could be. I, I, I don't even know. And Moreover, though, and I think this is a serious point to consider, is like, are you so sure that the on-court fit is going to be as effective as you make it seem? Like, you're talking about the pick-and-roll tandem between him and Bam. But mm. What about the fact that Harden needs the ball in his hands a whole hell of a lot, a whole hell of a lot more than Lowry currently does? And that's taking the ball out of Jimmy's hands. And that's not good. necessarily the re- – good? Yeah, this isn't great. I, I, in the regular season, take the ball out of Jimmy's hands. You don't need him in the regular season, and Jimmy okay, doesn't want what, the ball in his hands in the regular season. What's going to happen? Okay, so you think in the playoffs he's just going to be like, oh, okay, though, even though I, I average twenty three and ten. For you to bring this up. Okay, the playoffs is the concern. The playoff track record is the big concern. You're right. You're, there's no escaping that, man. I'm not gonna. You're, I'm not gonna. As much as I think a trade has to happen, I'm not gonna sit here and defend James Harden's track record. It's terrible. It's bad, and it's not even one of those things that's overstatedly bad, and we're just picking on him. It's bad. It is bad. He had two good games last year in the playoffs. That's it. And that was a lot for him. Um, but my I, – I just – is there a better option? Of course you would have rather had Damian Lillard. You couldn't pull that off. I just think it's it's the best – it's not the it's not the best option of all the hypothetical options, but it's the best option that's realistic right now. And so that's so- kind of what I go back to. Okay, uh, and I'll counter up with this. James Harden, innings eater during the regular season, possible huge roadblock in the postseason that actually matters for Miami more than anything else. Or let's say a healthy Malcolm Brogdon who could probably be gotten yes. a lot more cheaply. No. Wow. You're, you're, no, I, I, I think Brogdon's a like, NBA Twitter loves Malcolm Brogdon. I'm like NBA Twitter thinks this guy's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I'm so sick of hearing no. about how great Malcolm Brogdon is. He's a fine player, but he's not anything at all what Miami needs. He's not a score first. He, the Heat needs somebody who could score the basketball and and make and and get guys set up. Malcolm Brogdon's an okay passer. He's not a great passer by any stretch. He's a good defender. Great, fine. The Heat have a bunch of good defenders. You don't need more of those. And he's not a he's not an elite scorer, like even a little bit. 
Uh, he's not a guy that you just give the ball to and can slash to the basket. I think he's a fine player. He's a good fit for a lot of teams. He was a great fit for Boston last year. He's not at, He's not even close to what it is that the Heat need on offense. They need a head of the snake. Brogdon is not that. And Portland's okay. going to be looking for draft picks anyway. I think the uh, the response to that is Jimmy is the head of said snake. Uh, and maybe he's not ideally suited for that role, but I think it's worked. You know, they've they've done very well. They've just fallen just shy of the promised land. But that's I don't think any through any fault of Jimmy's, you know, injuries in 2020. Uh, you know, I think that's been a factor. I mean, it's I a lot of wear and tear and Harden can take some of that off of him. I mean, there's Maybe. a reason why the Heat have been looking for other star point guards to pair with Jim Butler. They have a type that they've been looking for, whether it's Donovan Mitchell, Damian Lillard. I guess not James Harden, but that's sort of my argument. All right, so I haven't talked you into it. That's fine. Again, I think you're on the right side of history here, um, but I just I can't shake it. Um, let's talk about tonight's preseason finale in Houston and why it could be Miami's most important game of the preseason. We'll tell you why after this. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. There's a lot going on in the world, uh, and sometimes those things affect the possibility of receiving the medications that you need on time. There's supply shortages all over the world, and and you don't want to deal with that, especially in a life-threatening situation. And That's where Jace Case from Jace Medical gets you exactly what you need. It contains five essential antibiotics to treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. You can also customize your case to add whatever life-saving medications you need based on your unique needs. You can build it out the way you want it to, and it gets you everything you need so you don't have to worry about supply issues or whether or not you have those things. It comes in a convenient pack. You just bring that with you where you're going on a road trip. You know, a lot of families traveling for Thanksgiving and uh, you know Christmas, of course. The holidays are coming up. You want to take a break. You want to take a little road trip with the family to go visit Mima. Then take your Jace case with you. It's so effective. Right now, go to jacemedical.com. Enter the code Locked On at checkout for a twenty dollars discount on your order. That's the promo code Locked On at j a s e medical.com. Thanks for making Lockdown Heat your first listen every day. Every dayers, make sure you check out the podcast feed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever it is that you get your podcast for our exclusive five-minute audio-only interview with Jamal Kane. We talked about his goal of making the 15-man roster, a goal that is very much still a possibility. Um, closing the loop on this James Harden conversation. Oh, I put it's all I'm saying. I'm I'm done. I'm done. I put out right. the poll on our Lockdown Heat Twitter account. 49%, 49% of our audience says the Heat should trade for James Harden, which means, of course, that 51% Slight agree edge. with you. Slight 51. Edge. So the da- a win for the David Heads. A win for the David Heads. West, it's, it's- West Heads, come out in the comments. <laughs> give me your case for James Harden. Of course, you could always give us whatever case you have for James Harden uh, in the comments on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube as well. Um, all right, so the Heat could finally get that dress rehearsal in the preseason. After all, uh, tonight's game in Houston is their last preseason game. Uh, not traveling, okay? So not traveling. Let's just start there. Josh Richardson, who's undergoing an MRI on that right foot uh, that forced him out of the uh, the last game early. Uh, Haywood Highsmith apparently suffered some sort of knee sprain uh, in that game. He is not traveling. That's not believed to be serious. Uh, Jaime Hakas Jr. still out with that groin injury. Um, and Jimmy Butler, a little bit... 
Jimmy Butler's getting some sort of dental thing done. Like, he's yeah. out. Uh, oh, yeah. surgeries he's, and things like that. I don't know if it's a oh. wisdom teeth type of situation because oh. I've just been there. But he's, like, yeah. talking. He's around. Like, after my – look, I don't claim to be in the same shape as Jimmy Butler. But I don't think that it matters with wisdom teeth. So I don't know oh. what it is. I don't know what's going on. This is this is them trying to avoid the sitting out stars <laughs> issue with the NBA. It's the preseason. Oh, think, and, no, in the preseason, they don't care. Yeah, well, maybe not, but I, I certainly don't think he's got a dental issue. You think it's a made-up dental? I don't think issue. I think issue is a strong word. Game I just one, think he's undergoing. Game, I think he's getting like cavities filled. I think like issue is a strong word. Game one, we had Heat personnel come and tell us Jimmy was sitting out for not caring. You know, basically, yeah. he didn't want to play that game. Okay, and I get it. Like it's a preseason. I, I don't think anything's like drastically changed from game one to game yeah. two. You pointed right? out that he never plays the first preseason game ever, anyway. So, right. So I, I think that's still. So you think it's a made-up that you don't think he's seen a dentist? I don't think he's getting dental work done on a Thursday at eight p.m. after like, <laughs> and he then is. traveling. Apparently, he is. I mean, yeah, I get that up. Be... That's such an absurd thing to make up. Because it's so absurd that nobody's going to question it. Oh, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. That's a good point. <laughs> Well, apparently he's getting some fake medical procedure done on his mouth, on his teeth. And depending on how that goes, he could still trap, meet the team in Houston and play potentially on Friday night. So TBD, if he shows up on Friday with like braces or something like that, I will eat my words. I will eat literal crow on this podcast. I can't believe I love the theory that they're making up a dental procedure. Let's get let's get in contact with Jimmy Butler's dentist. I gotta we gotta find out if he's got like an orthodontist or something. Going you talk on to his there. hairdresser. Get in on it, man. Figure out where the dentist is. I think there's a uh, hippo 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 laws or something. Yeah, like hip, that. Hi, hippo laws or hippo laws, either one. Either I'm sure they're probably the, the hippo laws are for James Harden. Oh, sing. <laughs> <laughs> So that's who's sitting out. Uh, again, Jimmy Butler, TBD, I guess. Um, Caleb Martin, that means he's, he's not on the injury report. He is healthy and traveling, could make his preseason debut. That's huge news because we didn't really – the Heat have a, a tendency to understate, undersell these injury concerns, right? Like Omer Yurtsevin was just – it was like, ah, oh, it's like kind of a, just a bone spur, but not a big deal. He didn't play the whole season. You know what I mean? And that was like in the preseason. So um, yeah. I was I, – with all these preseason injuries, I'm always – I got – my, my, my antennas are up, but Caleb Martin healthy, traveling, likely to make his preseason debut. At least that's the plan for now. Tyler Hero ready to return. Kyle Lowry, Kevin Lover, good to go. So this is basically, if and if Jimmy does play, this could be the closest we get to sort of a real dress rehearsal here. I guess the only guys that would not be part of the rotation who we figure are definitely part of the rotation, I guess would be Josh Richardson because we're still not really sure where Haywood and, and Hakez fit into the night tonight rotation. Um, yeah. But... Uh, I didn't think we were going to get this, and I'm starting to think that we are going to get this, and I'm, of course, setting myself up for disappointment when Jimmy Butler ultimately decides that he doesn't want to play in a preseason yeah. game. But so it, it's, it's at least a possibility. But I guess I guess the bigger story here, and this is something you and I talked about before we started recording, David, Josh Richardson, are you concerned about the injury here with the foot? I, I Slightly. I, I think he can, you know, maybe he's just going through the whole preseason doldrums. These games don't matter. I already know who I am. They know who I am. There's no need for me to travel to Houston for no reason to you know, fur further carve out a spot. I, I think it's been pretty clear that he's probably going to be coming off the bench. I don't think he's starting as much as everybody keeps leaning that way or thinking that that's a possibility. Who knows? We, but definitely we in the rotation. It. Definitely in the rotation. 
he's not benefiting necessarily from an extra meaningless preseason game against the Houston Rockets. So there's concern there. I, I think some people are, are a little bit more concerned than I am that maybe it's going to be a lasting injury, uh, that it could be something that keeps him out of the season opener, and that would be mm. problematic then if it, it's, it's at that point. But right now we don't really know anything, so I think it's a little too hasty to ch- jump to those yeah. conclusions. And we're recording. It's 520 uh, right now. And we still haven't gotten any sort of indication on what that he was supposed to be having that MRI this 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 afternoon. Still no indication on what the results of that MRI was. But he left the game early because of that foot injury and did not return to it. So I don't think it's like a made up thing. Well, he told Spo, no, it's not it's not a dental procedure. And he told Spo, like Spo was telling us after the post game presser that he talked to Josh after the injury and he's like, No, he's fine, he's good to go. Right. But of course, then he winds up scheduling the MRI. So I'm not so sure. Maybe that's just in the sure, adrenaline being, in the moment. Well, being careful too and all these things, I'm sure. But I, I guess, like overall, positive, right? Because I wasn't sure what the Caleb Martin thing was. I wasn't really sure what the Tyler Hero thing was. Um, but yeah, that sounded a little bit more severe, actually. Right. And, and the fact that all these guys are coming back, I mean, uh, at practice today, you're just talking to everybody, and everybody was a little bit surprised that, like, the, the injury report looked this fresh, you know what I mean? So um, I think good news overall. And again, the Highsmith thing is not believed to be a serious issue. A knee sprain. They actually called it a knee contusion and then corrected it to a knee sprain, which I, I think is less bad. I don't know. I don't really know. But um, I got to talk to Jimmy Butler's fake dentist, I guess, to figure it out. But uh, <laughs> yeah, overall good news, I guess, is, is the way to end it. Um, we'll Does see it what matter? Happens. Does it matter? Does it matter? Do you think a dress rehearsal at this point matters? Mm. I, I was you know, talking yeah. about it yesterday. You think it does? I think it doesn't. I don't think it matters a lot, but I don't think it doesn't not matter either. I'd, I'd like to see them play a game against other players, even if it's you know a young Rockets team that I, I don't even know what kind of players they're going to be pulling out there. But um, yeah, I think it. Of course, it matters for the guys. For the guys that are trying to fight their way out to the roster, who who do you think is on mm. the biggest bubble and needs to have a good game to show out? I think it's the two guys we keep talking about. It's Jamal Kane and Drew Smith, and they're sort of like, all right, are you on a 15-man roster or are you, are you on a two-way? And then I guess it would be Cole Swider. Just make sure that you know you solidify that spot as the next guy up to get a two-way spot. Or Hampton. Uh, if one of, uh, and then R.J. Hampton, I guess, is a good point. Not on the injury report. So we could see R.J. Hampton for first time in a couple games too so this would be a big game for him that's a good point david um all right we'll see what happens houston friday night final preseason game and then we get to the games that count wednesday october 25th at home against the detroit pistons we will be there of course we'll have a few pods for you before that as well thanks for making lockdown heat your first listen every day every day is make sure you check out the podcast feed on apple podcast spotify or any other podcast platform for our exclusive five minute audio only interview with Jamal Kane, who talked about his goal of making that 15 man roster and what I even asked him what he wanted to show in this game against the Rockets. And, and he answered me. And so you can hear that answer on that podcast, hit that subscribe button on YouTube as well. Follow us on your podcast app.